Hey, Niles. Maris found a gray hair. Daphne, get Niles a brandy. It was right at the apex of her widow's peak. Better bring the bottle. She blames me, Dad. She said, it's from the stress I caused her last night when I thoughtlessly turned on the light while she was getting undressed. Okay, if you're having relationship problems, that was Niles and Frazier, obviously. But if you're having relationship problems, that's one of the many things you can call me on. And even though it's not therapy, it gives you an opportunity to call a clinical psychologist and get some free advice. Anything to do with problems with your kids, your in-laws, your yourself. You're frustrated with yourself. Um, right before the break, I was answering Justin's call. Justin is a 17-year-old who drinks and smokes, and he's depressed. He's depressed enough to have called me, to have picked up the phone and called me. Well, kudos for that. However, you cannot stop there. You need to be able to learn how to understand your own emotional life so you don't just get run by your emotions, but you can objectively look at what you're feeling and figure out new alternative ways to go. For example, what are your goals, Justin, for a career? What would you love to do for the rest of your life that's doable? I mean, I can't be a neurosurgeon, but and I can't be an astrophysicist, but there are many, many, many things that I would love doing. I wish I had nine lives, like they say cats do, but I wish I had nine lives because there are so many things. I would, I would love to be a professional ballroom dancer and to teach dancing. I love what I do now. There are so many different careers. So think about the goals that you've had over your life. Shut out any voices that are saying, you should do this. Your parents, you should go to law school. You should become a doctor. You should do X, Y, Z. You can listen to what they have to say, but if it's not your value, if it doesn't resonate with what you truly value in life, then don't do it. Now, that doesn't mean that this is within the realm of rational goals. You don't want to go out there and... Uh, become a bank robber, obviously, but you uh, really healthy goals for yourself. Think of what your passions are, put your all into it, become very good at it, and figure out how to earn a living from it so that it's truly your life. It's got your uh, logo on it. It's got your feeling to your life. You're only 17 years old. Then think of the problems you have. You're drinking. Well, get the book Changing for Good. It gives a lot of strategies of how to first raise your awareness of why am I drinking? Why am I drinking so much? Do I need to make some really big changes? Change the friends I hang around with. They're bad influence on, influences on me. Find better friends and try not to pull them down. Uh, but to raise myself up to their level, to find people I admire. Uh, try to figure out what, try to find decent friends. Try to find, I would say, a hobby, but a hobby's good, but you want to put your emphasis first into a career. Uh, and then you're going to be looking at your romantic life eventually, too. But you're not going to attract somebody who's really good if you're drinking and smoking and doing self-damaging things. So I would get the book Changing for Good by Prochaska, Norcross, and DeClementi. It's on my website, drkenner.com, and that should help you out. There's also a wonderful book that I recommend a lot on my website, Mind Over Mood, which will help you with the therapy piece. Now, here's the... the uh, 
the question I received from a woman who feels like her hairs are turning gray from her husband and she wants to run away and not turn back and he's driving her crazy. So this is from Suzanne. My marriage is in the process of turning into a divorce. We have so many problems that I never saw before we were married. I think because there wasn't so much stress. However, maybe my husband has ADD. Could this be the reason for a lot of our problems? He constantly forgets stuff. He doesn't pay any attention to details. Then everything always gets messed up, and I confront him. His answer most of the times is, Well, I thought you said, or he will try to justify it with something. It drives me crazy. It's been this way for over three years. It's causing me to want to run away and not turn back. I will repeat things to him one or two times just so that he may absorb it, but a lot of times that doesn't even help. Because of all this, it's wearing on our marriage. I feel like I have to always shadow behind him, trail behind him to keep things in order. So imagine being the husband and the wife's always trailing behind you. Do you like that? Uh, I, I know we all forget from time to time, but this is out of hand. I've acquired a lot of gray hair. I believe it's due to the stress. Then the kids have to hear all the arguments because maybe I've asked him to do something and he doesn't do it. It's so frustrating. It wasn't, um, excuse me. He says, I can tell, then she goes on to, to say that he always says, this is not what you told me. And he goes into defensive mode and he argues. Then I gave you the example at the beginning of the show where she said on Christmas morning, he got her a sweater that was a size small when she felt he should have known that she didn't take a size small, or at least he shouldn't have become defensive. He should have just said, we'll go back to the store and exchange it. But they argued and it totally ruined their whole Christmas morning. Okay. This is from Suzanne, and she she ends it by saying, help. And does he have ADD? Well, you can get a medical checkup just to make sure he doesn't have any brain lesions and tumors, but I am really wary of the diagnosis of attention deficit disorder, which means you can't focus, because I've seen so many people diagnosed with that, and they can focus darn well on the things that they value, a sports game or a video games or the things that they love in life. But... Not on nags, not on people they don't value, not on people that if they feel like if he feels like you're a critical value, I mean a critical parent. So it could be that your husband doesn't currently value you. He sees you as that critical parent or as a nag, and notice it. He and he may be rebelling, like a passive aggressiveness. He's not doing the thing. She can't make me do it. She's always picking on me. She's always following me around. Nothing's ever good enough for her. I mean, you may be a real neatnik. So it could be that you bring a lot into the picture that you want to take a closer look at. Um, And you might benefit from some individual therapy. Now, it also may be that that's not the case, that he just doesn't care about you. Maybe he's got a honey on the side. Maybe he just doesn't like married life with the kids and the stress and he just is lazy or just doesn't want to focus. That could be the case. So notice that he he doesn't just have a forgetfulness problem. He has a lying problem, too, because after you catch him with something, he makes up stories. Well, maybe maybe you did tell me you did wear a small, and you're saying there's no way in the world you would have ever said that. So notice that hurts don't just evaporate or melt away in a marriage. 
they accumulate, they fester to the point of your wanting to run away. And the kids are caught in the crossfire of your marital problems. It takes a big toll on them. So what I would suggest is you need some talking together. And I would highly recommend couples therapy for the two of you. You need stress management. Maybe you both have too much on your plate. Maybe there's not a fair division of labor. Maybe you need to learn communication skills, how to talk about differences, how to to talk about the things that have made both of you angry. And then you need to learn how to introspect and to look at your contribution to this. You also need to expose, are there any secrets that are going on? If this has been going on for three years, is there an, any infidelity, any secrets that are going on? Um, because that's that's very painful. Um, I had talked about cheap apologies. If your husband were to say, well, I'm sorry, well, that's a two-second apology. A sanitized apology, I'm sorry for whatever I did wrong. It's like a blanket apology. The grudging apology, I said I was sorry. What else do you want? The guilt-inducing apology, do you really need me to apologize from that? So a good apology is taking responsibility for the damage you've caused, making it specific and heartfelt, very non-defensive, and you work to earn back the trust. So the apology isn't a one-shot deal. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational Basis of Happiness. I'll be back. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by Drs. Kenner and Locke. One issue to consider when learning about a potential romantic partner is the issue of health. Does a potential partner have any health problems that would frustrate you or become intolerable to live with on a daily basis? For example, does he or she have allergies to cats or an inability to join you on the ski slopes because of knee problems, a heart problem, debilitating migraines, or a chronic disease? You yourself may have health problems, and you would want to make sure that your partner is accepting of them. Some people don't mind having a partner with even serious physical limitations, but for others, even minor but chronic limitations become a major source of frustration. Download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com, and you can buy the book at amazon.com.